Welcome to the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast, hosted by veterinarians Dr. Lewis Kirkham and Dr. Robbie Anderton, who'll give you the inside scoop on the secret lives of your pets and have a lighthearted look at the latest animal news, health tips, and other random facts. All names of people and pets have been changed for confidentiality, so if the story sounds familiar, don't flatter yourself. Every owner is just as animal crazy as you are. So sit down, place your furry feathered or scaly best friend on your lap, and it's over to Lewis and Robbie. Wow, once again, thank you very much, Adam Zwar. TV's Adam Zwar, ladies and gentlemen, and thanks to the US Army Blues TV, TP, podcast, big band, orchestra. Tell you what, when they break into that, that, that real hard... Uh, Hard, hard bit of sound there. Once they really let the clutch out there, Lewis, I can't help but start tapping my feet, mate. It's all I can do to not jump up and start, uh, you know, pointing uh, point to the sky, BG style. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 14 of the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast. I am Dr. Robbie Anderton, and I am joined by the uh, the, the shoe shopping trip dodger himself. It's Lewis Kirk. I'm Dr. Lewis. How are you, mate? Good, Robbie. How are you, mate? I'm, I'm good, thanks, mate. Look yeah. at this. We, we look out the window of the pod cave, and it is blue skies. It is sun shining. But you, you you could have been somewhere else, mate. Until oh. I threw out the, uh, the 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 message to say you want to record a pod. Where are you supposed to be, mate? Oh, I'm being saved, mate. You have totally saved me. Kids have all gone out. All the the girls have gone out uh, shoe shopping this afternoon. So when you said let's do a daytime pod, it was uh, all my Christmases had come at once. Fantastic. Say. So I've had a, I've had a busy morning, mate. What, I, what have you been doing this morning, I, man? Fix the washing machine. Oh, did morning. you? Yeah. yeah. What yeah. happened to the washing machine? Oh, just you know, it's simple, simple sort of thing just just change the motor out mate really <laughs> no, nothing major nothing major there i'm, I'm a handyman i'll admit it yeah, yeah. very handy yeah, yeah. yeah. i wonder no. what all the grease was there you know? yeah yeah no you thought i was war painting up yeah. for, the, uh, for, the, for the pod didn't you mate yeah nah, mate, little washer a little washer <laughs> yeah, yeah. Little washer. oh was it from the uh leaky tap or yeah, from, the, from the back yeah the pipes and stuff so yeah, right yeah that, that's my morning and uh nice one and uh yeah how about you what have you been up to you oh, work I, this, I, this I, morning? had to work this morning yeah Ooh. yeah so t- typical saturday morning uh working you know where you get a if you you always get a little bit worried when you're pretty booked up already beforehand because once you hit nine o'clock, then the phone starts ringing. You get a phone call from the emergency center. They want to send someone back over to you. you get, you know, that's when you get your run of, hang on, he, he was vomiting last night and, you know, oh, he's still no good this morning. And yeah. so then you've got to start just plugging people in. A, a poor old kitty cat that had to get put to sleep as well that had a restrictive cardiomyopathy. And so we had to get him oh, yeah. straight oh, in. Gosh, so, eh? that's um, sad. Yeah, so it was, uh, you know, but then it's all, all done and everyone's gone home happy. So, yeah, yeah. Good, mate. And you got here. Everyone's got here, ready to rock, man. Yeah, yeah. excellent. Fantastic. Oh, cool. now, now, this week um, we um, we had an interesting case. We had a little mini Dachshund puppy. Yeah. That uh, that got a fish hook stuck in its mouth. Oh, crikey. Yeah, so obviously. And the owners came home. They said it was literally running. It, was, it sounds terrible. Literally running around with the whole fish and tackle and the rod sort of attached to it. Oh, you know, crap. So, so they were out fishing, were they? No, with no, the no, no. So they were out, uh, owners were at work. And right. the, the dogs just got, I think, got into the shed and, and found right. the, the stuff and got the hooks well and truly stuck. Wow, Poor yeah, Poor little yeah. guy. He was, oh, it was terrible. So we had to give him a little, little sedative. Yep. You know, uh, cut off the, the... The barbed end? Yeah, no, cut off the other end. The barbed end was deep in the tissue. Oh, crap. Yeah, right, so, yeah. So, and then feed it through... 
you know, continually sort of feeding pop it through, through. To, to pop it out. So yeah, yeah. But yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen one like that for for a long time. I don't know if you see that sort of thing a bit. Not not real. I've, the the last one I had was your dog that had the um the fish hook embedded in the mouth. Yeah. And so we had to cut off the 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 end that with the eyelet on there. You know, pull that out yes. and then just and then just jam it through like on the all the um the the uh, the old um you know. Uh, Swords and sandals movies. Someone gets the bow, you know, the the arrow stuck <laughs> yeah. in the thing. Got to like, push it through. Just push it through yeah. and cut off the oh. end of it and pull it out. Yeah, yeah. It's um. So you know, it's been um. And I had one, oh, many many years ago. That was a um a dog that had the fish hook in its um in its esophagus. So yes, I had the same. Yes. Yeah, yeah. When you X-ray it, it's over the base of the heart. Yes. Um. And uh, so we sent it off because this was back when back when I was out in the country, and um. So we didn't have an endoscope or anything like that. So we sent it up to the city, up to a specialist. Um, and by time they, by time it got there, so we X-rayed it. It's sitting over yep, the base of the yep, heart. Yep. And by time we've got there, it's moved through in the stomach. Oh, it's kept, kept on, right. kept on cruising through. Lucky. So yeah, Gee, yeah. Well, we're the same sort of thing. Like, uh, yeah, stuck in this office. X-ray was sitting there, and then we thought, oh, well, we can't do it tonight. Maybe it was late at night or whatever. Yeah. We'll do it in the morning. Got in the morning, it actually vomited it back up again. Oh, it was really? sitting in the in the um in the cage. We're like, oh, it's fantastic! Wow, saved us doing anything. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Well, I had a. I'm um, speaking of vom- vomiting up. Um, uh, a friend of the show. She's probably listening. I won't mention her name just just in case. But a little kitty cat that um that came in during the week that um had eaten a um uh. A little bait, a, a daughter's scrunchie, hair scrunchie. Oh yeah, pretty so, common. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so um, the the scrunchie stuff was kind of like material, like um, like pantyhose sort of stuff. So really, really, um, uh, really, really stretchy stuff. And so what had happened was she'd um, the the cat had eaten it, so he'd chewed it up, probably yeah. about sort of ten or twelve centimeters of it. She's rung up saying, "Oh, look, I've got this in here, and yeah, you know, I don't." Know, the, Bring it up, and you know, cats are a lot harder to make vomit than what dogs oh, are. They just, so, yes, um, yes. so I had to give him the injection. You know, found the old bottle of um, of xylazine. xylazine yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Pop the top off it. You know, that's um, it, it's a new one because the last one we had had gone out of date. So we've got the new one there and sitting there. The cattle anaesthetic. The, the cattle xylazine. anaesthetic. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Yep. Got all romping. Yes. Um, yep. So, so gave it to him and um and said, look, you know. 50 to 75 percent of cats this works for but otherwise we don't really have much option and you know and he's sort of cruising around everything's okay he's gone under the consult room table and then just got got oh. got to work you know and and so this is like a you know quarter to seven at night you know the owner's there with her two kids she's had to drag him out of bed oh. and you know um and so then the cat's under the table bringing it all up and so gloves on and foot fair enough out came these two beautiful long bits of stuff exactly the amount we were looking for brilliant gave him because the, then he was sedated as hell because the xylazine yeah, sedates him, him. Yep. so gave him the reversal agent and then he's up perky and home again problem Good job. solved yeah. yet again lucky Dr. Robbie was oh, on that night so, so, right. gee we super vet For, fortune favours the brave no, mate yeah. not all heroes wear capes mate. Ah, not all heroes yeah. wear capes <laughs> um, so what else you been up to mate what else have uh, uh, been no, happening this week a uh, little bit um, the my own cat Olive is booked in for a dental next week so I'm a bit nervous actually. oh really yeah a bit okay. nervous you know? yeah yeah, you might think I'm nervous. A lot of owners are worried about the anaesthetics. Yeah. I'm more nervous how she's going to go at the clinic. <laughs> at home, <laughs> she's a bit delightful. Yeah. Lovely. Cuddly, sits on your lap. 
at the clinic, the nurses have got scars on their arms from her. Oh, no. She, she goes she a little bit. Yeah, she goes very Because she's Burmese, isn't she? No, no, she's just a domestic, mate. Oh, Domi. Yeah, just okay, stray, right. Just a uh, But she's, uh, so I've been, been giving her, I started on the Zilkeen that we talked, talked about a couple of, couple of weeks ago. Yes, yeah. See if that'll help keep her calm. A bit of gabapentin, maybe. I'll give her a few nights before. Yeah, nice one. See if we can get her to calm. So, yeah, she's uh, she's going in for a dental. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, let's hope no one gets injured or covered. <laughs> Nothing like, what's that scratch there? Oh, yeah, that's from your cat, That's Lewis. from your cat, yeah, that's yeah. That's from the vet, yeah. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah, the behaviourist, yeah. Yeah, oh, fantastic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Why don't you practice what you preach there, mate? Um, <laughs> how do you go with the gabapentin with using it for, um, do you use it for dogs and cats as yeah. like an anxiolytic? Yeah, or? Use it, usually give a dose a night before. Yeah, right. And then a dose about an hour before they come into the clinic for those really nervous cats or really fearful dogs, or, yeah, or anxious right. dogs, and it can have a really good effect when it has effects. So yeah, okay, yeah, and it's yeah. pretty safe. You know, there's not a lot of side effects. You yeah. can then sedate. You know, you can give them anaesthetic afterwards as well. So yeah, right. I have some really good results of that. Yeah. Nice one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I use it for um for analgesia, but I haven't really like I've I've, I've spoken to owners about that. It it could help with that yes. sort of thing, but never actually used it specifically for it. So yeah, yeah. yeah so, so it's a medication we do use. Yeah, for arthritis or spinal pain, often isn't it? So yeah. Yeah. But at a higher dose, it can give some anxiety effects, certainly short term. So. Oh, so, so yeah, so you're really cranking the dose yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, I okay. think it's about 20 meg per k. Oh, okay, anyway, yeah, right here. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so, yeah. But yeah, we can talk about that later, mate. Let's yeah. get on to let's, <laughs> let's, let's get on to the good stuff. So, yeah. you got you got anything you want to talk about? Some lilies, a little bit mate, of update on lilies. Yeah. So we um, we received an email um, through the week from a, a chap at. Um, uh, now let me get his. Uh, I think his name was Sean. I've got the. Uh, uh, Florist across Australia. Or Flor- like Florist across Australia. Yeah. Um, uh, what's going on here? Oh no, I've lost my thing. Um, do you have anything else to talk about for a second? Yeah, while I find no, what this look, damn thing we've is? got um, actually got a bit of an update on the megasophagus. So we had oh, the yes. um, great. Yeah, you know, we had the the dogs. Um, last update was we're about seventy cases of dogs that've been fed the derm, advanced Dermacare um, range. That's that's actually excluding the police dogs. So it's over seventy cases. Oh, now. really? So so yeah. that that seventy is not including yeah. the police dogs. They've they've yeah. excluded those ones out, right? Yeah. So and now they're sort of looking a bit more closely. They still haven't found a definite causative link. Yeah. And they're now asking for anybody who's got a dog that's actually had been diagnosed with megaesophagus, even if they haven't eaten the food, um, between the beginning of July two thousand and seventeen. And the end of April 2018, anywhere in Australia, right? If they can um, contact their vet, yeah, um, and and their vet will fill out a little bit of a, a just a 15 minute online questionnaire just to provide some help. It seems like maybe down at Werribee, someone's doing a bit of a um, maybe a PhD or something in the case, which is fantastic. Yeah. Um, so certainly contact your vet if if your dog has been diagnosed recently with microsophagus, um, regardless of what they've been fed. Um, and then your vet should be able to contact the University of Melbourne down yep. at Werribee, um, where you can provide some information for some really important research to find the cause. Um, and obviously, just again, if you're feeding the advanced Dermocare, uh, you've only just started listening to the podcast, stop feeding it now. Yes. And uh, and go and have a chat to your vet if your dog's unwell. Give so, me your bulldog. Stop yes, eating anymore. Exactly, exactly. Stop it. Yeah, spot yeah. on. Yeah, gee whiz, mind you, you might be wondering why you know if it's been feeding it now, if it keeps falling out on the on the floor, you know, oh, yeah. regurgitating, regurging it all oh, up. Fingers crossed. Yeah. 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 Um. So, so there must obviously be looking for other potential causal links, or looking for some other 
things, you know, some other yeah. um, yeah, things. Because, I mean, obviously, you know, if, the, if so many of these dogs have had the had access to the derm care, I mean, that's still got to be... Dermo care. Yep. yeah. Uh, that, that there's still going to be something in that that's causing it. But obviously, I mean, the other dogs still get mega esophagus. So well, it's that's trying right. to work out, you know, whether or not there's well, other causal links or... Well, the exact sort of press release they put out is they're working through the data to collaborate and collate information for epidemiological and toxicological, toxicological studies. The process will take some time and all results will be published in a public format forum as soon as feasible. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you know, get in touch with your vet if, if you think your dog, or if your dog has been affected with megasophagus, um, certainly the, the uni would like to hear from you. Yeah, and it takes time for all that stuff to go through. Yeah. I mean, that, you know, somebody was saying to me the other day, I mean, surely they'll be able to come up with the answers a bit quicker than that. And it's like, no, you, you, unfortunately it, it can't because there are so many variables that you need to try and go through and you, you can't go jumping out making outlandish claims right from the start. Exactly, you know? No, yeah, you know, there might be a whole lot of things involved. You know, it could be a genetics component involved as well, if it's yeah. all a certain breed of dogs or, yeah, you know, yeah. or environmental or in combinations. It's just yeah. really, really hard to get to the bottom of it. So and, it's and not always just, oh, the food is the cause. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, but someone's be... put something in there and that's caused it. It, yeah. it could be that there is something in that food that is affecting a certain genetic mutation in a certain subsection of dogs that's then causing the issues. I mean, that it could be incredibly complex, yeah. the, um, what's going on yeah, there. So, spot on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then the other thing I've got as well is I heard a really, actually a really disturbing story on 3AW Radio, uh, Tom Elliott's show, so down in Melbourne, yep. um, about somebody rang up and said that uh, a cat, uh, her name was Dora, and she said her cat was unfortunately hit by a car, hit by a car yep. um, and it was deceased. And the council actually picked up the cat and uh, and obviously when she the cat didn't come home, you know she was looking for the cat. She ran the council, and the council said to her that yes, they obviously had the body of their cat of her cat. Unfortunately, yeah. they obviously scanned it. I say for a microchip and, and worked out it was hers because or, or or there was some sort of association for her to identify it was her cat. Yeah. But the comment from the council was, "Oh, don't worry, we've disposed of the body at the local tip." I was, oh, I was horrified. Oh, yeah. my yeah. goodness. So if that story sort of true, I really hope the councils you know, perhaps you know, make a bit more of an effort to contact owners before that sort of thing or have a way of you know, perhaps sending the, the cat back to, to back to a vet where we can certainly keep them on hold for a longer period of time oh, man. to give owners a, a, a chance to obviously pick up the, the body of their, their animals. I mean, from the point of view of closure and things yeah. like that, I mean, that's, that's ridiculous, isn't mm. it? I mean, how... Um oh, how insensitive. Yes. How insensitive, yes. you know? Yeah, I mean, going, hopefully... You know, hopefully I've got all the facts right, and, yeah. and you know, it may, it may it may come out that I haven't got the story straight, but it really, really bothered me. And uh, yeah, yeah. And let's hope there's a bit of a change. And I think the 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 three AW rang the council, yeah. And their sort of comment was, "Oh, we don't actually have a policy on what to do in that sort of situation." So maybe it start to uh, put you're a, you're a good policy writer, writer. Um, uh, oh. Robbie, get, get your get your quill Absolutely. out. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. In times of <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, that, that's just that's just crazy. I mean, you, admittedly, yeah, you don't have a policy for it, but come on, you know. Common I mean, that's sense, eh? yeah, yeah. I mean, if you've scanned it, you've found it's got a microchip. Fantastic. It means you're going to be able to contact the owner. If you, if 
if you try and contact the owner, the, the two phone numbers that you have um, on the microchip form and you can't get a hold of the owners, okay, you know, then, then you know, that's that's the time we go, well, well you need to dispose of the... Um, well, of, well, you could the ring the local vets and say, hey, have you got, um, you know, you got Tilly Tilly Peters or whatever it is, whoever is on the on the file there? Oh, yeah, mm. we do. Oh, okay, we've got some phone numbers. Here you go. Yeah, yeah, have you, have you got an updated number? Mm. And it's not like that this is something that's going to happen all the time. No. You know, all you need is someone with a little bit more... And, and it's probably been a thing where someone just hasn't thought, you know. It's just someone that just goes, mm. oh, well, yeah, and... and Maybe because they don't deal with it all the time, or I don't know. But it's just a little bit of forethought, a little bit of compassion. I think that could have I been. I agree, mate. Totally. Know, could, could have could have been uh, avoided. Right um, now, how are you going with those yeah, names? No, I, found, mate. I, found, yeah. I found it, mate. Research, I mean, you're all done. Uh, all done. All done. Yep. So yeah, so it's um yeah flowers across Sydney. Um, but I think right. they also do a um flowers across Australia. Yes. I think it's an online yes. thing. I think if you Google that, fantastic yeah, service. Give, yes. give them a little plug. So yes. um so um off their own back, Lewis, they've um put out a um. Uh, uh, an email to, to vet clinics, so we got it at um, down in Waverley the other day about um, uh, lilies and cats. You know, so going, hang on, we're a florist, and we've just found out about how dangerous lilies are. So now we are telling everyone that purchases uh, bunches of flowers that have lilies in them about the potential problems with cats. Fantastic, that's uh, which great, is, which great is initiative, really good. Um, are they they big cat lovers, or they got cats themselves? Right, or? I'm not sure, but they've certainly done a um, you know, uh, I mean they've gone on to like they've done a lot of research through the um through the uh aspca the um the american society of protection of cruelty to animals oh um, no i'm i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure they've they've probably listened to our podcast mate that we talked about liz that must be that'd be where their their research depth would go to surely well i, I have directed them there to help to round it out a little bit lewis <laughs> you know just to help to try and complement it yeah you know, good for good. people that might be more orally you know um uh inspired to look for information rather than you know read it, but yeah, uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, they've they've done their research. They've got um, so they've put up a um, quite a good little um, A4 sheet of paper where um, lots of information on there about different things and things oh, yeah. to look little for. Hand out, so, yeah, little okay. handout, yeah, um, little handout. And so well done, I reckon. You know, because it it's something. I mean, as much as what we vets can bang on about it, unless somebody actually goes, oh, hang on, here's some lilies, and I've got a cat. Unless they make that connection, it's it might be too late. But for someone to actually say, hey, here we're giving, we're, we're selling yeah. you these lilies. You don't happen to have cats, do yeah. you? Is the flowers going to a house with with cats in it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So, so I reckon. So we'll put up the um the link to their Good. to their blog. Um, and maybe we should just give a quick recap on obviously with lilies and for those who haven't listened to the previous podcast. I mean, we, you know the uh, the parts any part of the lily. Any part of uh, any sort of lily, yes, can yep. be potentially toxic to cats. So we're talking the the leaves, the flowers, the pollen. Yep. Now they can even get pollen on their coat, supposedly, and, and lick then lick it, it, off. it off. Absolutely, and, and it can cause kidney problems. Can't yes, it? yeah. yeah. It so there's there's some toxin that's in the lily that reacts to the kidneys and that causes a really acute kidney failure. So these cats, they go into really, really. Is that my cat meowing? Did you hear that? Was I that did hear something. Oh, no, I think a kid's outside. Oh, okay. Kids outside the pod cave. Oh, you know, right. Oh, running around enjoying the, enjoying the winter sun. <laughs> yeah, I thought it might. I actually thought it was Olive too. I didn't know if it was Olive or if it was your girls that had come home with their new shoes. You know, you're going, oh, Dad, Dad, check out these. Yeah, check out these. Look oh. at my new kicks. <laughs> I'm podcasting. Oh, oh, they're beautiful, guys. How much do they cost? <laughs> 
<laughs> quick, quick, we need some more sponsors to try and help to pay for Lewis's daughter's yeah, new shoes. That's, that's right. <laughs> maybe, um, maybe your florist mate wants to wants to sponsor a pod. Oh, how good would that be? But yeah. maybe, maybe you can send the good lady wife some flowers. How good oh, would that yes. be? Yes, yeah. flowers for the ladies. Yeah, you know, so love f- it. So um, uh, flowers across Australia. You know, how about that? You know, yeah. um, just no lilies because we both got cats, yeah, Sean. Right. If you're listening, <laughs> we, we don't need any any with any yeah. lilies in there. And, and it's it's Deborah. Yeah. D-E-B-R-A, my wife, thanks. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude, get that spelling correct. You, you, you say that, right? Um, so I hope you've never had this problem, Sean, from Flowers Across Australia. But years ago, right, so um, uh, when I was working in Warrigal and um, Christina, my wife, was working in Frankston, it, it must have been our, our anniversary. And so what I've done, I've gone to the local florist and I said, look, we'll order some flowers to get to get sent to her work. Right, what do you want to have on there? Okay. Dear Christina, happy anniversary. Love, Robbie. Okay. Yeah. Now, we're vets. Our handwriting isn't all that good, <laughs> right? So, um, so I'm waiting for the phone call that night, you know, to say, oh, because we, you know. Thanks, sweetie. Oh, oh you remembered. Gorgeous, oh, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, great stuff. Yeah. Um, and I don't hear anything, you know. And I go, what's going on here? And so, I, 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 I rung up Christina. I go, happy anniversary. What's going on? She's oh. gone. She went, oh, yeah, sorry. I was on the phone to Debbie. I said, what? So I was on the phone to Debbie who sent me the flowers. I said, what are you talking about? I said, oh, when the, when the flowers came, I said, dear Christina, happy anniversary. Love, Debbie. Right? So they've seen the R and thought it was a D. They've seen the O, thought it was an E, then BBIE. But, but hang on a sec. I'm liking this friend, Debbie. I yeah, like I what she's done. Christina's rung her up and Debbie's just gone, no problems. Uh, <laughs> please, you like the flowers. She's just climbing. <laughs> just gone with it. No no mention of what flowers. What she's flowers? Gone, oh, no worries at all. Well, Lovely. Well, I'll claim those. Because she was trying to stooge me because we don't have a friend called Debbie. But, oh, how's, right. but how's this is funny, right? My um, Guess what I was going to be called if I was a girl. I was going to be Deborah, right. and so they're going to call me Debbie. Oh, how's unbelievable! That, hey? So, so oh. anyway, so there you go. As, a, as an aside, you know, <laughs> so make sure you have good handwriting. You know, yeah, or, you know, send Sean an email one from Flowers Across Australia so rather she, than handwriting it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Type it up, please. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> um, so yeah, so lilies and cats. So th- I think this is fantastic. So um, so good everyone, we'll, we'll put the links on um uh, on the socials and on the uh, the bottom of the thing. Go and hit him up and have a look at this because I think this is really really good for um for the industry to be saying yeah. This is something that we need to be careful of. Um, and, I think it's fantastic. Buy some flowers. Buy some flowers. Buy some, it's uh, it, the Queen's birthday. Uh, Queen's birthday been, has just been. Has but been? we're recording well before it, so I hope we're right. Oh well, yeah. So sure, buy sure the Queen some flowers. The Queen some from, flowers from fl- fl- uh, flowers across Australia. Flowers across Australia. Yeah. There Send we go. the Queen in your life yeah. some flowers. Yeah. It sounds like we've got a sponsor. Oh, that'd be great. Wouldn't it, it would be good. So but yeah, not a sponsor yet. Yeah, for, for any p- perspective sponsors, this is the, what we give just for a free, free plug. Imagine what we'll give you when you pay us for it. It'd be fantastic. All right, you all better right. get that disclaimer going. No I problems reckon. at all. So all advice on this show is general in nature, so please consult your veterinarian before following any advice for your pet. We do our best to provide the most up-to-date information, but as veterinary medicine is continually advancing and changing, please let us know if we've missed anything or if there's anything else you would like clarification of. Lewis, balls in your court, Excellent. mate. What hey, have you got? Now you've brought up the disclaimer i did have a mate have a chat to me the other day and oh he, crap he, yeah yeah no he's all good all good oh, no, fantastic no not not no, not a lawyer his what? wife's a lawyer okay yes um and uh look i think you'll know who who he's talking about we had a chat at the the girls basketball the other night right and he likes it how we get about halfway through the podcast and go oh what about the disclaimer <laughs> 
and we're like, oh, no, we, we mean it to be where it is. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah, sure. No, we don't forget. <laughs> <laughs> so, big shout out to a mate, big, uh, big friend of the podcast. Big friend of the podcast. Yeah, get, gives me continual feedback, says, says he has a laugh occasionally, which oh, I thought that's good. Oh, good. But a learning, learning lots. Sure, he's learning lots. Oh, fair, hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah, yeah, yep. we, to, to entertain and to educate. Yeah. 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 Edutainment. <laughs> What? <laughs> it it edutainment is that is it, that Latin? It, it, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pa, parla edutainmentus. Uh, w- very nice. Yeah, mate. yeah. Like it was it. scrawled on the back of the Rosetta Stone. It's fantastic. Oh, all right. Oh, <laughs> okay. Does the Rosetta Stone have a back? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they have looked. <laughs> Maybe they haven't. Maybe they should. Yeah. There, could, there could be other things there. You know? Yeah, it's other, other We're onto something here. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Go to the uh, British Museum and check it out, mate. Hey? <laughs> Is now, that where it is? The British Museum? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I went to the museum and we didn't actually... We missed it. it oh, was, did it was, you? Which is a shame. Yeah. There's a sign... On is, the is wall, there? Rosetta Stone, this way, an arrow. Oh, maybe yeah. I missed, maybe I missed it in translation. <laughs> Just next to the cafe. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now actually, this week what I want to talk about, yeah, is we actually got a new piano. Well, not a new piano, right? Delivered. So we had an old piano. It's a, it's a complicated story. So some friends, they were getting rid of their piano, yeah, and they said uh, actually uh, Chloe Hartman, the the eye specialist, oh yeah, was yeah. getting rid of her, her old family piano because they were getting a new piano and said, yeah. Look, do you want a piano? We're like, oh, great. We had young kids. Yeah. You know, not not the best in tune piano, not the best sort of quality. That's all fine. Yep. Came to it's our house. It's a piano. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So kids were pretty young. We had it out on the porch for a while because we had nowhere to put it in the yeah. house. It was too big. <laughs> and uh, and then, uh, so just recently, sort of the kids are getting a bit older. It's a bit out of tune. We thought, oh, I'd better upgrade to a, to a new piano. So actually, um, uh, my dad... Uh, it's got the piano that was my grandmother's that they they purchased with their wedding money. Oh wow! So I said, look, you can have this one. You know, your fa- your side of the family is the only sort of side that plays the piano. Um, my brother and his kids they don't they don't sort of play the piano. So yep. got the piano delivered and a, re- a big shout out to ABC Piano. Jeez, we're getting the sponsors today, <laughs> are we, mate? Well, you, yeah, we'll be set to see some deposits in the joint bank account. Yes. I imagine definitely. <laughs> No, so I had Eddie, I think it was from ABC Pianos, I'm not sure. That, that sounds about right, ABC Piano Movers, something like yep. that. And Eddie came in, he haven't chat to him, and he's, he had a, uh, he's got Pepper, a little Maltese cross miniature poodle, I'm pretty yep. sure he's listening. And his mate Brad, who's got a Staffy. Yeah. And he was, he had a, an issue with his wife, where their dog, Pepper, they'd give, give Pepper a little treat. Yeah. You know, something like, a you know, yummy morsel of, of meat or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And Pepper would go straight off to... To her bed, yep, and sit on the bed, buried under the under the bed, yep, and wouldn't let anyone near. Start growling, right. would get aggressive when any, whenever anyone approached. And his issue was, his thought was, well, the dog wants it, yep, I don't want it. Just let us, you know, let us look after it. But the the, the his wife and I think his daughter was saying. We need to be able to take that off the dog. Right. We need to be able to say, Pepper, that's you know, we want that back. Yep. And it's just brought up a really interesting thing of that whole um, us behaviourists like to give everything terminology. So, yeah. you know, it's called we call it maybe food aggression, like it might be around the dog bowl. So dog bowl aggression. Yep. Resource guarding yes. aggression, possessive aggression. We can call it lots of things. Yeah. And, and you you know, you throw us all in a hat and we'll all talk so tell us tell you something different. Yeah, but, yeah. 
So essentially what it is is, you know, a dog has got something it values really highly. So yep. it could be a toy, a particular yep. toy. It could be a bone that it's found. It could be a bit of ham that it's nicked. Yep. It could be, you know, a, a sock or a dirty pair of undies that it's yep. like, I've got this. You try and take this off me, I'm going to growl and I'm going to, you know, be aggressive. I'm going to guard it. I'm yeah. going to try and protect it. Exactly. Yeah. Resource guarding. Yeah. Spot on. So, and, and it, it just comes back to a little bit of... You need to use a little bit of brains when you're dealing with these things. Like people always, a lot of people say you should be able to take anything from your dog whenever you decide you want to. Yep. And I sort of look a bit practically like, why? Why? Yeah. Why do you need to take yep. something from the dog if it's not going to cause them harm? If that dog's jumped up from the counter and it's whisked a bit of ham off the counter and it's run off and it's eating the ha- uh, ham on its bed. Let it have it. If yeah, it's not yep. going to cause it pancreatitis or there's not some other underlying reason. Yes. Yep. Why not let, and if they're aggressive around the food bowl, a lot of people say, oh, I should be able to take the food away from the dog whenever I want to. thing is, if you go up to that dog that's worried about you taking the food away yep. and you say, all right, I'm going to take your bowl away yep. and you take it away, well, the next time you go to take the, the bowl away, the dog's going to... Hey, hang on, I remember what happened last time. Yes, yep. you're not taking it this time. I'm prepared. Yeah, I'm yeah. ready for you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna arc up even, even more. Yeah, and yeah. I, was, I went and saw a little, oh, it was like a four month old golden cocker spaniel a long time ago. Yeah, and uh, and it, it, I think it's stolen a chop or something like that. Right, and, and it was out on the back deck and. And the the uh, you know it's chewing away on it, and the the owner said, you know, I, I want to take it off. So gone up to the puppy to take it, and the dog's got quite aggressive towards him. Yeah, right. And I think it's actually bitten him on bitten him on the hand. Right. Okay. And he got quite a shock. And I think in the shock, he sort of reflexly actually sort of either you know smacked at the dog yeah, or hit yeah. the dog, and, and kind of the dog's gone off. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quite a reflex thing, which is not ideal. No, no. But then the dog has proceeded to, once it's got over its shock, comes straight back at the owner more aggressively again. Wow. So it's like, escalated. Yeah, straight yeah. away. Like, the owner's like, oh, what do I do now? So, and that's what can happen. Yeah. If you start using some aggressive tactics yourself to try and take that food away, then the dog maybe might give up the food, but there's that chance it's going to escalate. Yeah, yeah, And become yeah. more aggressive. And then what do you do? Yeah, you know, yeah. So, so what are you at? So, look, unless, I always say to owners, you know, in these situations, you've got to use your brains a bit. Yeah. Rather than brawn, and think about, it, well, if the dog really likes having a bone, we don't normally recommend feeding bones. That's yep. a separate topic. Yeah. You know, a bone or it's got a toy it wants, let it have the toy. Put it in a locked room. Yeah. Let it have the toy. Enjoy it. Then open the door and it walks out. Go in, clear up whatever's left, bang. No Done. one's, no one's going to you know, get any into problems of aggression between the dog. Yeah. The only times I see is a problem is if the dog's got something that's going to uh, affect them medically. You know, Maybe it's a dog that eats socks and it's already had three socks removed surgically. Yep. So, so yep. then you do need to create a bit of a ladder of valued resources for the yes. dog. So maybe the ladder of, of socks is about halfway up. Yep. But right up the top's a bit of cheese or a yep. big scoop of ice cream. A bit or of ham. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's when you can you can maybe teach the dog to drop certain things yep. by offering something more tasty and more desirable. Yeah, so yeah. you got the sock and you start chasing them. Sometimes they'll start playing. You know, so I think it's a fun game. Yeah. Oh, come on. Let's oh, come and get the sock. Fantastic, yeah. Yeah. You want those dirty undies back? Come and get them. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Because so, otherwise, I'm going to get them. I've got them over yeah, here. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so yeah. Look, I you really want people to just think about if it, your dog's aggressive around the food bowl, taking it away and then giving it back to the dog. That's just often going to escalate it. Yeah. So really, take it back a step and just think. Well, 
why do I need to take food away is from Is this something dog? that I really have to do? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I don't like someone coming up to my plate when I'm eating something and going, when I'm eating a, a Magnum ice cream, I don't want someone going, oh, could I have a bite? De- Deb comes up and says, I, I, I want to be able to take that Magnum ice cream away from You're you. You're putting me in it, mate. Yeah. Oh, he wasn't going to say any names. <laughs> You really <laughs> dropped me in it then. I'm not going shoe shopping and now I'm not letting anyone eat my ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, just, just you know, we don't like our food being taken away yeah. from us. I mean, we're happy to share it perhaps. It's yes. Just, but, you know, they're getting anthropomorphizing a little bit yes. there. But um, uh, why should the dog have their food taken away? Why do we need to take it away? There's never a, you know, a time when, when the big you know, um, poo bar says, hey, can you take food away from your dog? You're like, no. Oh, it's terrible. It's yeah. not. Let the dog eat. Yeah. Let them enjoy their food. And then when, when you're done, open that door and let them out again. So, so feed them separately, away from the kids, away from being disturbed. Yeah. Let them enjoy their meal. They're obviously, obviously anxious about people approaching. Yeah, yeah. So let them enjoy it. And because if they're already showing you that they're anxious about it, yeah, then what's the point of trying to upset them further? Exactly. Because you're only going to make things worse. Yeah, you're going to you know? cement that anxiety further. Like, I'm, I'm worried about my wife eating the, the uh, having a bite of the Magnum. Yep. Well, she has a bite of the Magnum this time. Next time, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sneak out in the garage and finish off my Magnum, you know. Yeah, and, th- and then if she comes out and says, Lewis... <laughs> Can I, I want to be able to take that magnum off you. Well, hang on. I've gone and taken this in. I've taken this into the garage. I've locked three doors, and you still come up here. You know, so you know your magnum anxiety is going to go up. Would it be a or, magnum ego, or yeah? You know, we're talking a magnum uh, ego I'm here. A, yeah, no, I'm a bit more of your uh, your chalk mint type of magnum. Oh, I think. yeah, the chalk mint. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. Right, you yeah. an ego guy? Eh? Oh, mate, I'm caramel. Yeah, Caramel, really? just, just oh, dude, just get you know, burn, burn, burn me up some sugar, you know, and I'm and I'm just ready to rock. Fantastic. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Um, well, that's that's um, and you know, it, it's and it's not like you know, if the dog's guarding your car keys or or the remote control, and you really want to you know stop watching you know the NRL, you know, State <laughs> of Origin or something like that, then yeah, you probably need to try and get it off the dog. But otherwise, if, yeah, if it's having a little bit of food, let it eat it. Well, yeah, if it's got if it's got the remote, and you want to get the remote off it. You've just got to encourage it to do something else. Go to the cupboard, rattle that treat bag. Yeah, yeah. Tap the tuna tin if it's a cat. Yeah, Not many yeah. cats still remotes, but yeah. yeah, if it potentially is, <laughs> go and go and rattle the treats, and the dog's like, "Ooh, what's going on Treat over there?" Time. Then Zoom. runs over, take the remote back. So use your brains, easy peasy. Don't use your brawn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good stuff there. All right. Terrific. Fantastic. Now, what are we moving on to, mate? So, um, I wanted to talk a little about diabetes. Ah, so yes. So, diabetes... Um, C- great cue in from eating those magnums, yeah, mate. Yeah. Oh, dude, um, we had a, um, a, a quietish day yesterday at work. and Oh, well, we had... We got a locum in and um, so I thought, you know what, um, uh, it was curriculum day for Camille School. Ruben wasn't a kinder. So, I said to Christian, I said, yeah, come up, we'll go out for lunch. We'll go Ice out skating? Not ice skating. I don't no. have the ankles for it, mate. You know, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't have your nice, t- tough ankles, mate. You know, I've, a, I've got a, um, I've got a, a podcaster's ankles, mate. Not a dancer's ankles like you. you what know? about go karting, mate? Oh, we're go karting next week with the with the dad's group. Right. Seriously. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so uh, part of the the 
Camille's um, school. I'm part of a, a dad support group, and um, so we're, we're going go karting this this Tuesday. We've organised a um, a thing at um, Sidetracked in Oakley. Fantastic. Um, yeah. So um, go karting, laser tag, um, Daytona. You know, it's gonna be it's gonna be fantastic. We've got about forty dads that are going along for it. So wow. That'll be, um, it, so that'll be good fun. I was gonna. It reminds me, mate. A, a few weeks ago, yeah, I was gonna stitch you up an absolute pearler. So you don't. You probably don't remember. You did the podcast one night, and you oh, a lot of stuff dropped out of you. Out of your pocket, your phone dropped on the ground. Right, yeah, yeah. And in the process, a receipt. Now we can always delete this if this is going to be an issue. But the re- a receipt dropped out and just stuck on the bottom of the chair where oh, you're yeah. sitting on. Yeah, I was like, oh, what's this? And I pulled it out, and it was. I know Tuesday is your day off. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and I know you're a busy family man. I know you <laughs> like to do things with the family. Yeah. But it was a ride for one. Yeah. In the middle of the day on the go-karts. Yeah, yeah. And so I was going to get on and go, now, Robbie, I know you're a family man. You you're, you probably do a lot of housework on the Tuesdays. Yeah, yeah. What did you get up to on, on Tuesday, the 1st of May? Or so, it so, so it was a Tuesday, was it? Because yeah, it, it was. Good, because if it's the Tuesday, then I can easily justify this, oh, right this, this visit to the to, to sidetrack, right? So, so I'll leave this in then. So I've been there twice, right? So there was there was once that I reconned it on a Thursday. So I, yeah. um, so I, I took off from work for a... Um, for my, for a lunch break, and I drove to um to to sidetracked, and I thought because if, if we're gonna have this um the dads group thing there, I want to make sure that it's pretty yeah, good fun. So I've kind of put put my money out, you know, gone and had a um a, like a. 10 minute 15 minute thing around the track had an absolute blast then um, it was a couple of weeks later so then this is where the Tuesday one runs in so it was on you, a you thought oh, I just need to do a second recon yeah, another lunch time yeah. yeah just maybe they're different the cards <laughs> week to week maybe Thursday is different make Tuesday sure maybe the th- Tuesday cards are better than the Thursdays so I had Reuben with me my young fella and so um, uh, so it was on my day off and I thought I was going to have to go and do surgery on this little dog on the Tuesday so I've gone into work um, and this little dog had, that we thought we were going to have to do an X lap on, um, turned out that it was that it was doing okay. So, um, so, so yep. didn't have to do surgery on it. So I've had Ruben in it um, in at work for we we're in there for like half an hour, forty five minutes because we re X rayed it and we're talking to the owner about some stuff. And so we. Um, uh, so, so on the way home, it yeah. was Ruben a bit of doing a bit of. Daddy, what does this thing do? Oh, oh that's the dental drill. Yeah. Don't touch yeah. that. Stay away from that one, mate. Yeah, <laughs> dude, yeah, stay away from the surgery site. No, it was. Uh, we had him set up good old Netflix. Had the computer set up, Netflix uh, playing. So right, was eh? watching a bit of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, and so I said, "Come on, mate, we gotta, we gotta get going." But we had about an hour before kinder started, and so I said, "Come on, mate, we're, we're going to head home." And so we've pulled into sidetracked, and Ruben's gone, "Daddy, what's this place?" And I've gone. Oh, mate, I've just got to call in here and have a look at something. Now, it was about a half an hour before they were supposed to officially <laughs> open, but the door was unlocked. And so we've walked in there and I said, look, I'm, I'm really sorry, not for nothing, but I know it's your half an hour early. Can we um, you know, can we have a quick run around? And so Ruben's got, Daddy, what are we doing? I said, hang on, mate, because I thought Whoa, they still might not let me. This so they're is going, gold. Yeah, yeah, look, this is all right. The manager says it's okay. So we've signed up. So we've gone in the little tandem one. So it's got oh, Ruben and me next to each other because oh, he's only five. He would have loved it, mate. And so I've gone, mate, we're going to go go cut He's gone, Daddy, are we allowed to do this? <laughs> do, I, do, I, do we have to ask Mummy? God, it's okay, mate. I can make the decisions too. I'm a big boy. I, a, I wear underpants now. Yeah, I can right. make these decisions. I am also your legal guardian, which means legally I can take you go-karting. And so we like, can go fast. Yeah, we can go as fast as we can. Mate. So we're going around. So we've got the, the whir of the of the go-karts and we're zooming around the wind and as we've got the big, um, the, uh, you know, the, the big helmets on. Yeah. And Ruben's, just, you know, as you talk, Daddy, what was that? 
that, mate? Daddy, it feels like we're going really fast. Yeah, mate, it does feel like we're going really fast. Around the corner. Daddy, what was that, mate? Daddy, can you sk- skid the bum out around oh. this corner? Yeah, Dad, we can. So, oh. so that's where that one came oh, from, mate. Okay, so, mate. So I was, was really hoping, hopefully, you'd done a little sneaky one and just gone, oh, Christian, I'm just going to duck to the shops. You're just going to go bit. to the shops, yeah. No, no, the sneaky one was the two weeks beforehand, oh, but right. that one was a legitimate one. And I said to, um, so so we rang up Christina on the way to kinder and um, and, and rumors going, Mummy, we went go. Go-karting. Oh, isn't that going, gorgeous? Of course, then Camille's found out that we went go-karting. Oh, and she's yeah. going, oh, I didn't get to go. And, oh. and, and Christina listens to this with the kids. So, so Camille, when you're listening to this, you're getting all upset. Yes, we are going to take you go-karting again. Everything's going to be fine. It'll be you know, Everything will even out. Daddy promises. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now you've got all the podcasters. Um, so, yeah, so that was uh, – man, we segued out pretty well that, from diabetes that, to go-karting. That went good, didn't it? How, yeah. how, good's, how good's go? How and good's that's all we've got time for today. <laughs> So hopefully your pet doesn't have diabetes, and if it does, we'll pick it up next week. <laughs> you have to wait another week for some actual decent talk about so, animals. Yeah. <laughs> but if anyone wants to go go-karting, sidetracked in South Oakley is fantastic. What's going on, mate? That's the third plug in the show. No, like, I don't, well, they've, they've done us a good deal to try and help us out for the dad's group. So, um, so that's right what I thought. Sink it in there. You know, they've got, it's a good huge on you, mate. setup there too. Yeah, so, right. um, okay, uh, let's get back into diabetes. So, we so can do that. A little bit on diabetes, so um, we, we'll probably stretch well, this we'll out probably, over two. Probably very little bit now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How, how far is our running time? Uh, we're we doing look? good, mate. Keep going. We've yeah, got a bit so, of time. So, um, so diabetes, um, uh, one of the the more common endocrine diseases that we see. Um, you know, probably in cats less common than than hyperthyroidism. We'll cap. We'll we'll cover that at some stage, but it's probably one of the more and probably you know, up or around with Cushing's disease in dogs. But um, a really, really common one that you see in dogs and cats, classic, classic clinical signs is a dog or cat that is drinking more, weighing more and losing weight. So um, we were talking a few episodes ago about how do you tell when your old dog or cat is doing okay. If they're maintaining their weight, they're not drinking more or weighing more and they're eating normally, chances are they're doing okay. Well, if your old dog or cat is drinking more, weighing more and losing weight, something's going on and diet. Diabetes is one of those things. Yep. So, yep, yep. diabetes. Um, there is uh, the, your classic ones, your sugar diabetes or diabetes mellitus, if you really like your Latin. Um, so, what happens is there's an issue with your blood sugar regulation. So, usually what happens with your body, you know, you have a big something to eat. Oh, that's how we got segued on it because I was going to say we had a, a huge chocolate cake when we went out for lunch yesterday. And I said to Christine, I said, I, I've got a funny feeling I'm diabetic now, you know. <laughs> So, um, because we had a dog that had diabetes back at work, so that's how we, that's how we got right, to go cut. Okay. Right now, right we, we yep. bought it full yep. circle. Yep. So, what happens is after I ate my ridiculously um, uh, sugary, chocolatey, honeycomb and caramel um, chocolate cake, um, the my blood sugar levels would have skyrocketed, which then means that my pancreas would have produced insulin. The insulin is then going to drive that sugar into the cells of my body, so then that way it can be stored, unfortunately, into fat. Um, or for use of energy if I was going to go for a jog or something like that. Now, um, when you have diabetes, you have a problem with your insulin levels. So no insulin means that you're not driving that glucose into your cells, which means your glucose is being uh, is being staying at high levels in your blood. And you've got a thing called the renal threshold um, uh, in your kidneys. So your kidneys will resorb a certain amount of glucose from your urine. Once you get over that threshold, you lose a lot of glucose in your urine. That takes water with it. So it means that then you're weighing more. Because you're weighing more, you're getting dehydrated. You're 
drinking more. And because your body isn't able to use that sugar for um, for energy, it starts to use fat and protein for it. So that's why you've got these dogs that are weighing more because you're losing sugar in your urine. You're drinking more because you're getting dehydrated and you're losing weight because your body's trying to use other stuff for energy. Good description, mate. Fantastic. Oh, thank yeah, you. I, 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 I like yeah. that one. Um, yeah, really good. Sometimes so, I see a bit of vomiting too, maybe, with some diabetes, do you reckon? Often when when they when they're becoming sick. So yeah, so right. if you've got okay. um, what what I sort of call a a, a a well or an uncomplicated diabetes, then quite often the dogs will come in and they're quite bright, happy, healthy, yeah. and everything's Early okay. Stages. Early stages. Early stages. Yeah. 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 Um, if you don't get them at those early stages, because you've got the um, the the breaking down of the fat, you'll often then get um, get acids produced or ketones. Um, those ketones can make the dogs and cats feel unwell. Um, or if they've got other conditions, what we call comorbidities, pancreatitis, if they've got gastro, if they've got kidney disease, yep. they've got um, uh, liver infections, things like that. Yeah, absolutely. Then you can start to vomit. And if you've got a diabetic that starts vomiting, it means they're not eating. And then, <clears throat> goodness me, they can start getting pretty, crick, pretty crook pretty damn fast. Yeah. So, um, yep. so yeah, your main clinical signs, drinking more, weighing more, losing weight. How do you diagnose it? We, we test the urine, we test the blood. You know, if you've got bucket loads of glu- uh, glucose or sugar in your urine, you might see that you've got ketones in your urine as well. That's a really, really big flag. Then we do blood tests. If you've got high blood sugar in your, um, in your blood as well, bang, you've got a diagnosis of diabetes. Yeah, it's pretty easy to diagnose, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's a bit of a home run diagnosis, yeah. really. There's, there's sometimes where you might have like cats that can get quite stressed and they might have high blood glucose on the blood test, but then you test their, their urine and there's no sugar in their um, in their blood. Uh, yeah, no sugar no in, their in their urine. No glucose in the urine, yeah. No glucose in the urine. So you go, okay, well, this is just a stress, high high yep. um, hypoglycemia. Yep. Um, sometimes you get the flip one and you get, you get glucose in your urine but with no... Um, uh, no high blood glucose called Fanconi syndrome. Uh, Whoa, are you pulling out the, na- the names now, oh, You mate. like that one? Yeah, Fanconi. Fanconi. Yeah. Isn't he a racing car driver? Uh, I think so. Yeah, used to. Or is that Fangio? Fan, Fangio. Oh, well, I think. I think he's. Um, I think he might have been someone who came up with one of the original recipes for a chicken parmigiana. Fanconi. Not Fan, sure. Fanconi parmigiana. Fanconi parmigiana. Yeah. Um, yeah <laughs> What's not that one one? with eggplant? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a sugary one. Yeah. 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 He's a. He's a vegan. He's a. It's a vegan parmigiana. So maybe Fanconi's vegan parmigiana with, with a magnum on top. It's the diabetes. <laughs> Just to give that pancreas a really nice yeah, squeeze. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, so, um, so diagnosis-wise, that's how you how you do it. Blood tests and 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 also with the blood tests, you're looking for other stuff. You're looking for elevations in your um in your uh, liver values. You're looking for pancreatitis. Yep. You're looking for signs of infections. You know, um, so uh, kidney infections, pyelonephritis can push these out. Py- uh, pyometras. Remember, yep. they used to say to us at uni the P diseases. You know that if you've got diabetes and then you get your P diseases, that can push you into what's called the diabetic ketoacidosis. Oh, no, I didn't know that. No, no, yeah, no. You right. yep, so, yeah, so your Peters. So um, let's see how I go with trying to remember them. Our, our um, vet students might send me, hit, hit us up on Twitter. There's things I've forgotten. So, um, so pancreatitis, pneumonia, pyometra, pyelonephritis, pyoderma. Uh, Jeez, this uh, is good. Priapism. 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 Oh, when you've got an infection in your in your penis when your doodle's hanging out too much. No, I don't think that's one. No, I don't know. Oh, Robbie's convulsed. Sorry, I'm just coffee. choking. They're thinking about, yeah, pie, yeah, patialism. <laughs> I'll just put you off. Patialism? What's patialism. that one? Patialism. 
Oh, that's salivating, isn't it? Oh, is it? Yeah, Sounds yeah, good. yeah. Petialism, yeah, or, or or infection of your platypus or something. Oh, yeah. right. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, so yeah. So if you've got, in, so if you've got an uncomplicated diabetic, and then you get an infection, because then your body's energy um, requirements are then kicking up, then you'll end up getting you'll you break down more of your fats, and that's when you get these acids yeah. and build up. And sometimes some people can smell ketones on their pet's breath as well. So, well, well you know, they used to diagnose it in in. Uh, humans in How's the old day so you're taking a urine sample to your gp yeah there were no dipsticks in those days you know we use a dipstick put a bit of urine on it yep, yep. says yeah there's glucose in the urine yeah the old taste test at the gp oh really Dip the little finger in just oh wow can tell you yeah that was where they used to diagnose it probably probably olden days when i was a lad mate perhaps not when you were a lad but <laughs> oh yeah Bleh. oh yeah, yeah. I, I remember someone was saying there was a um uh, at uni someone was saying that there was a lecturer uh, in human physiology that would do that say you know that um it might have been like around their first week of the medical students and what they would say is that you need to be able to use your powers of observation so what would happen is he'd say um you know, uh, uh, you, know you use all your senses so here's a, a urine sample of a diabetic so here's how we work out how to whether or not this diabetes whether they got the diabetes dipped his finger in there took it out and then put his finger in his mouth oh. but what the students um didn't realize was that he used his <laughs> index finger to dip into the urine and then put his little finger in his mouth uh, you know, and, and he's I gone okay it. so that urine sample's definitely got it so who here is gonna you know <laughs> <laughs> who here observed what was going on? And like, there was only a couple of people that said you used a different finger and everyone else was vomiting in the aisles thinking, what the hell have I gotten into? Maybe it's not too late to go into law. Everyone, yeah. yeah, everyone else is going, oh, let me have another try. I couldn't taste the, the sugar <laughs> in that one. Are you sure it's diabetic? I have another Can crack. you taste it, Jim? Can you taste it? Yeah. <laughs> I reckon I would be one of the guys having to go then. Several several tastes going. Oh, I'm not sure there's not, sugar in there. Not, not quite getting this yeah, one, no, Prof. No. Yeah. Have you got another sample? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my yeah. Um, so, uh, so yeah. So that's the um, I get um, the early things of, of what you're looking for. Yeah. So drinking more, weighing more, losing weight. How we diagnose it. Um, treatment wise. You know, do it. Do you want me to go into treatment wise and monitoring now? We'll yeah, leave it for a, next time. Go. I've got a bit. Of, do you want to? Yeah, we've got a bit of time. Oh well, well, let's let's go. So um, so well, let's talk. How about this? I'll do the main differentials between the differences of what dog diabetes is and cat diabetes, yep. and then the next time we'll talk about treatment. Treatment and monitoring. sounds good, mate. Yeah, awesome. Sound, oh, it's so, a real, real. You're dangling the carrot there for next time, sizzle. mate. Yeah, yeah, bit of sizzle. Yeah, bit definitely. of diabetes sizzle. Sizzle um, town comes to two vets talk pets. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, Tony Martin's yeah. got it. Yeah, Sizzletown. Yeah, yeah you enjoying um, that? It's uh, a good I, pod. I, I, I do like it. Yeah, I, I like him on a couple of the other pods he do that does that. Um, like uh, the team effort with um Ed Cavalier. Yeah, it's a little blue the language though. So if you're not keen on blue language, yeah. you know, maybe steer away from team effort. But team effort is, a, is an I, awesome. I like pod how on Sizzletown he's doing a podcast and he's getting callers to call in. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah I like yeah. that. So maybe we could do that. We could Any, do that too. Anyone listening now, call in. <laughs> <laughs> on just whatever phone yeah. you're at. We'll yeah. give out Robbie's number. Here, Robbie, give me your number. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Five, five, five. Yeah. <laughs> call him anytime. Yeah. <laughs> Super call me, call me call. anytime. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if, um, if he's not, he's not in the go kart track. He'll answer your call. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. So, uh, so. Dog diabetes, so, um, in humans we know of type 1 and type 2 diabetes. So this is the analogy that I use for um, for people with explaining what they've got going on with their dogs and cats. So 
cats get the more type 2 diabetes and dogs get the more type 1 diabetes. So what type 1 diabetes is, is where the cells that are in your pancreas, your beta islet cells that produce the insulin, are gone. Yeah, so so that's usually one where, um, so in humans, it's either immune mediated or they just haven't developed or whatever. And so you are, you are completely reliant on the uh, the administration of insulin yeah. to try and treat. Insulin dependent. Insulin dependent say. diabetes. Yep. Dogs are similar. So often it's an immune mediated or something that happens that goes in and destroys those cells within the pancreas so that then you're not, you're not able to produce your insulin anymore. And it's often a gradual thing because the the cells that remain there, they can work overtime to try and keep pumping out insulin. So it's not until they're all gone that then you see your signs. Um, Cats are more of a type two diabetes. So type two diabetes is more your um, your uh, you know overweight, obesity, high um, carbohydrate, high sugar diet. And what seems to happen with the cats is that when the cats are getting these high sugar diets all the time, that their pancreas basically just goes. Right, well, our blood sugar's high all the time. We're going to keep pumping out as much insulin as what we can, but you're not listening to us. So if you're not listening to us, we're going to stop producing it. Yep. But if you stop producing the insulin, guess what happens? Your blood sugar levels get even higher. So then your cells that are remaining, they, they start going, right, well, we're not going to start listening either. So we're just going to stop producing insulin, stop producing insulin. And also with cats, sometimes they can get another thing where if they're pumping out bucket loads of insulin or if they're getting um, the, these high glucose diets, um, they can get um, uh, proteins called um, amyloid um, deposited in their pancreas that, that starts to affect their insulin right, production okay, as well. I didn't know. So, that good. Yeah, good, yeah. Okay. so um so cats are less of a diet I mean they still need insulin um, to try and help to get them under control but because the cats often still have the the functioning cells that are there sometimes with adequate treatment and control you can get them into diabetic remission yep. where with dogs once they've got the diabetes they're on insulin yeah. lifelong yeah so yeah. cats you can you can sort of yeah get them into like you said remission you can sometimes turn them around with some insulin and some diet, which we're going to talk about next week. Next week, but, yep, um, yep. But yeah, the cats are, there's a little bit more saying that, yeah, it's a cure book disease, I guess. Yes. In yep, a way. Yep. Whereas yep. dogs, it's it's really a management disease, isn't it? You know, yeah. Long-term, long-term yep. management. Once dogs have got it, they've got it. When cats have got it, if you're lucky, you might be able to turn them around. Exactly. If you get it early too, I think, the earlier you get it in cats the more chance you've got of reversing it around, I think. Correct. And I, and I think the, the, the theories behind that is is on this, um, the, the amyloid deposition within the pancreas. That, you know, that if it's been going on for a long time, you've got less chance of being able to, when you do pull the, uh, the blood glucose levels down, of there being enough functioning cells within the pancreas for it to start to produce its own insulin again. Yeah, so, right. so if it's been going on for a long time and you've cooked that pancreas, then yeah, you're going to be injecting your kitty cat long term but yep. if there's some cells there fingers crossed you might have a chance of being able to um, pull them back fantastic mate yeah. oh that's some but good we'll stuff le- we'll leave Excellent. it there we'll leave yep. it there because you know after all that go-kart talk and oh, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> all that lack of animal talk but, but yeah, how 
good's podcasting. You just yeah. go off on tangents. It's, it's good, isn't it, mate? It's, it's good. Yeah, I'm yeah. enjoying it. Yeah, oh, it's, it's great. Good fun. It's good Alrighty. Fun. Okay, so we still, if any, we haven't got time for mailbag this no, week. No, no, we'll, we'll can the mailbag till next week. But, so, um, yeah, we'll ditch, yeah, ditch that next week. But, you know, if you've got any questions, you know, you know where to send them. Hit us up on the socials. Um, but I think that's about a wrap, mate. That's a wrap, man. Let's get out into this winter sunshine. Excellent. Go and mow the lawns, Robbie. No, I will do, mate. I will. Yeah, but got to do my job so I can keep go-karting. Yeah. <laughs> All right, see you, listeners. Peace out, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Two Vets Talk Pets with Lewis and Robbie. To chat further about this week's episode or ask the guys any questions, search Two Vets Talk Pets on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or send an email to twovetstalkpets at gmail.com. You can find Lewis on Twitter with the handle at vetbehaviorist, and more importantly, as the two pet heroes return to their day job of saving animals' lives, be sure to thank them with a five-star review on iTunes. Every time you do, a small, cute animal will receive a cuddle.